0: Hi, and welcome to my brand new podcast with me, Tiff Hall. I'm here to help guide you through all the confusing health and fitness stuff, bombarding us every single day. I'm using my 20 years in the industry to break it all down, make it make sense, and be effective whilst having some fun along the way. So if you want easy ways to help improve your nutrition, fitness, mindset, or sleep, then this is a podcast for you. We all want to know the secret to a perfect sleep, don't we? I do. I'm obsessed with sleep and I was freaked out to discover we spend one third of our life asleep. So with one third of our life asleep, we'd want to do it right and we want to do it super comfortably. I conducted a poll with all of you on my Instagram asking, "Are you happy with your sleep?" And 99% of you came back saying, "No, I'm unhappy with my sleep." Truth is, trying to get a good night's sleep can be really exhausting. There are so many tips for a great bedtime hygiene. It's hard to know what will be the magical hack That will send us off to dreamland. Is it sleeping with socks on to regulate body temp? Is it lathering ourselves in lavender oil? Eating a banana for a shot of magnesium? Weighted blankets? Meditation? Blue light glasses? Sleep vitamins? The perfect dressing gown? An infrared mat? The list goes on and on. Did you know a person who's been awake for 19 hours is as cognitively impaired as a person who is legally drunk? (gasps) Uh, I remember those days with my babies, walking around like I'd had a couple of beers all day, so exhausted, so tired. There were days when I wouldn't drive because I would be a danger on the roads. For sure, I was tired drunk. Sleep is essential for our physical health because obviously it helps our body to repair and regenerate tissues such as muscles and bones. But during sleep, it's really important that the body produces important hormones, such as growth hormone, which helps you to burn fat. There are also many studies linking a lack of sleep to weight gain. Scientists have found that people sleeping five hours or less are 32% more likely to experience major weight gain and 15% more likely to become obese. That's crazy. So adding more sleep, like seven hours, which is optimal, Can actually help to improve fat loss. Research also indicates that sleep deprivation is linked to high levels of ghrelin, the hunger hormone, which is an appetite stimulator, and lower levels of leptin, which squashes appetite. So, when you have those hormones out of whack, that's why you're a snack monster after dark, eating at night when you should be asleep. Sleep is also crucial for our mental health. You know, it's really good to process emotions, regulate mood, consolidate memories and chronic sleep deprivation has been linked to increased risk of depression, anxiety and other mental health disorders. We probably all know the classic do's and don'ts. Let's start with some strong do's. Create a sleep nest. You really want to make your bedroom a sanctuary. You don't want... Light, excess light exposure can throw off your circadian rhythms. I suggest blacking out your curtains, wearing an eye patch if you need to, um, having a really agreeable temperature that you love. I'm all about 22 in the room, has to be 22, drives my husband crazy. Peace and quiet, no screens, the basics. And my children both sleep with white noise And they have slept like legends since they were babies. And studies do suggest that white noise can improve sleep. So I don't know. There's something to it. Let's talk sleep syncing. Sleep syncing is a practice of adjusting your sleep schedule in order to align it with your natural circadian rhythms, right? So your circadian rhythm is your internal biological clock, and it can get disrupted by things like you being on your phone scrolling. And I know it's so lovely to be in bed scrolling Instagram, going into a big deep scroll hole in bed, but that blue light is disrupting your melatonin and it's really, really bad for your sleep. One way to sink your sleep is to establish a consistent sleep routine by getting up at the same time every day, going to bed at the same time every day. And this means even weekends, which I know is a little bit brutal, but it helps the body to establish a regular sleep pattern. And it helps you to fall asleep so quickly and easily at night. Another way to sink your sleep is to pay attention to your natural light exposure. Get some light in the day, get outside, have some fresh air, get some natural light. It really does help your body's internal clock as Artificial light will disrupt it. Natural light will help it. And that's why when you're severely jet lagged, you need to get out in the sun. The sunlight will be the antidote. One thing I will say, though, is that you need to budget time for sleep. If you want to make sure that you're getting the recommended seven to eight hours, then you need to build that time into your schedule. Consider your fixed wake up time, then work backwards and identify a target bedtime And then wherever possible, give yourself a bit of a buffer to wind down at night. I also like to do the reverse sleep in where I go to bed really early and I get up early because being a parent, there is no such thing as a sleep in, but that also helps to budget time for sleep. So let's go through a pre-bed checklist. I'll run you through my evening routine. My husband does breakfast radio, so he's up at 4 a.m., which isn't ideal for me. It means he goes to bed very early. So 7pm, the kids are in bed and that is the best feeling. When I tuck their little bodies up in bed and they fall asleep and I have a sigh of relief, oh, some me time, it's great. <laughs> Ed and I then have dinner together and he heads off to bed about 8 o'clock, which is very early. I like to wind down with some TV, but one of the best things I've ever done is I've set my bed phone to go to sleep at 7.30 and I disconnect from it. Oh, I love it so much. I used to be addicted to responding to emails, group WhatsApp, Slacks, DMs, all of it. I have an online business that never sleeps. So I thought it meant I could never sleep either. And I was always responding late at night. But now that my phone goes to sleep, it's the best. I'm not tempted. And people know that I'm not back on until eight o'clock the next morning. I had to go off screens and stop working in bed because that was becoming a really bad habit for me. I'd taken a job where I was communicating with people in the US, in London, and so our days were flipped and they were contacting me during the night. They say reserve bed for sleep and sex only. You want a strong mental association between you, your bed and sleep. So I really recommend banning work from between the sheets. Many studies show that screens keep your brain wired, making it hard to truly wind down. So having like TVs in your bedroom can be a bad idea. The blue light from devices can suppress your natural melatonin. And I had no idea that they were this strong. Absolutely suppresses the melatonin. And not only does it suppress melatonin, but as you age, your melatonin drops anyway, so you're already in a deficit. So bad. Now, if your melatonin drops, you're not getting that message from your brain that it's bedtime. So, try to disconnect at least 30 minutes before you go to bed. It's the best tip I can give you. Now, when Ed goes off to bed... I take some TXO magnesium. I love that. It helps. It just knocks my socks off. I go to sleep so beautifully with magnesium. I have it as a hot chocolate. And then I watch a bit of TV and about nine o'clock I go into the study and I'll do either some deep breathing, a quick meditation, maybe some stretching. I don't know, whatever I feel like some, something gentle to wind down. And I need that because I am a very hyped up person, energetic person. And I find it hard to wind down anyway, so I have to make a conscious effort to do it. I love breathing techniques. They're, they're fantastic. They can really help you to relax and calm down. And it's much easier to doze off when you are relaxed than when you are stressed and really stressed out of your brain. Then I simply brush my teeth, slap on some skincare, and I join Ed in bed about 9 p.m. I found journaling and meditation has been a big game changer and sometimes I will journal in this time in my study and just doing a brain dump and getting rid of all of my worries really helps just having that paper near me and also designating worry time. I used to really stress lax in bed when you stress and relax. (laughs) I don't know, I would be thinking about everything from kids' schedules, work, financial pressures. I'd be listing groceries I need to buy in my head, um, RSVPs to kids' parties I hadn't responded to, oh, that school excursion, I've got to get gumboots for Arnold. I would be going through everything in my mind and the stress would keep me up. So now I do this thing where in the morning, I just designate a few minutes to worry time and I write down all my worries and then I go about being proactive to fix them. This way, There's no worrying in bed and I simply say to myself when I'm trying to get to sleep, now is not the time for that. So that's my night routine. But what about during the day? Prepping for a good night's sleep can begin from the moment you wake up. One of my top pro habits for a good sleep has to be daily exercise and, yes, I'm a personal trainer so I'm very biased but I love exercise because the benefits are just so transformative. Most experts advise against intense exercise close to bedtime, but I say, no, nah, don't listen to them, okay? I don't think this, the research is really strong on that. Exercise whenever it suits you. If it's after work at like 8 p.m., get it in when you can get it in because the benefits are so strong. If you are worried about being a bit hyped up to get to sleep, then simply have a cold shower after you exercise and that will bring your body temperature down and start to get you ready for sleep. Now, we all know to monitor our caffeine intake, caffeinated drinks, energy drinks, including coffee, tea, soft drinks, all of that. You can lose sleep from too much caffeine, but have you assessed your alcohol situation? Alcohol can induce drowsiness, which is the big mistake people make. They have a nightcap and they think, oh, this is going to help me get to sleep, but it actually doesn't. Did you know that drinking within an hour of bedtime shortens your REM sleep, your REM sleep, during the first half of the night, right? So it shortens your deep, deep sleep, and you're not enjoying that deep sleep for long. Plus, your liver works so hard to soak up the ethanol from your bloodstream that your body actually goes into a bit of withdrawal, giving you a horrible restless sleep for the rest of the night. So you're really not getting good quality sleep and that's what we're all about here, getting a good quality sleep. Eating well, doing a bit of movement, winding down right before bed, and then not drinking the alcohol within an hour of going to bed. Have a glass of wine with dinner, sure. But then try this try switching to some cherry juice just before bed or have some magnesium. Cherry juice is nature's natural melatonin. It has melatonin in it. How incredible is that? And it has anti-inflammatory properties. It's also high in antioxidants, so it helps your body to repair while sleeping too. Research shows that older women and men slept better and for longer when they drank cherry juice before bed. So cherry juice is high on my list. I included it in my night supplement. It is so powerful and I love magnesium. It is a staple. It triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest mode. That's what you want. And I also don't mind a little bit of valerian root tea. It's fab. Whilst melatonin enhances that deep sleep, The valerian can help you fall asleep much faster. So we want both those things. Lastly, and it could be a last resort for you. Have you perhaps considered that it's not you making it hard to fall asleep or have a deep, good quality sleep? Perhaps it's your partner's fault. Maybe you should consider a sleep divorce. I was surprised to read that one in four couples sleep in separate beds. I know many couples going through sleep divorces. I have friends and even friends saying to me, hey, you should consider a sleep divorce because my husband goes to bed so early. The lights are out and that stops me from reading at night. And I love reading at night. We haven't made the switch to separate rooms yet, but I must admit, I really do miss my reading before bed. So Ed, if you're listening, watch out. Could be separate bedrooms. So there you have it. Some of my best tips to catch more Z's. I hope it helps. Thank you so much for listening to Bounce Forward. I love having your company and I love connecting with you. So reach out to me on Instagram at tiffhall underscore XO. I love hearing your feedback and stories. It really helps me to bring you eps that will keep us bouncing forward together. Thanks for listening. Happy days.